Hi, welcome to Reset Your Mindset by Life Stance Health. Myself, Dwight Thompson, and my co-host, Nicolette Lianza, will bring you conversations with leading Life Stance Health professionals who will help guide you on your journey to positive mental health and well-being. At Life Stance, we believe in the three pillars of mental health, mental flexibility, mindfulness, and resilience. Welcome, everyone. Uh, today, we are joined by a panel of four individuals to talk about a topic that has been um, visceral throughout our nation um, over the last couple of weeks and, and truly over over several hundred years. Um, today, we are really fortunate because we are each um, individuals coming at this from a unique perspective and from different backgrounds to talk about race in America and the sense of divide and unrest that a lot of the nation is feeling right now. We are joined by um, myself, Dwight Thompson, Nikki Lianza, my co-host, and then we have Kim Hardy coming as a first-time guest, and we are really, really thankful that you've joined us today, Kim, and then a um, return guest, Dr. Omar El-Hajj, who um, we are always very grateful for for your time, Dr. Kim, we are really happy that you joined us today. Um, before we get started um, chatting with one another over this, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm a mental health therapist with Psych BC. I work out of our Avon, Ohio location. Um, I've been with the organization for about four years, and I'm also an IOP facilitator, and that's about it. Well, yes, there's. <laughs> we're really happy to have you. Um, you definitely a phenomenal asset at the organization. And with that being said, you. you know, during your time here, you've had the experience um, of a, you know, you have a unique perspective. Um, you are an African-American female that is working with, um, you know, all of your patients. And I'm sure that you're hearing a lot um, of discussion and, and concern stemming from what happened in Minnesota um, a few weeks ago. What are your thoughts about all of this? Well, I think that is super sad. Um, it, it definitely leaves um, me reflecting on who I am as a Black female, um, as well as being empathetic and compassionate to the views of other people right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah. just trying to remain open. Sure. Yeah, that piece of empathy is uh, is really important right now. Um, Nikki, what about you? You know, sharing my thoughts as well, deeply saddened about the events, but also the the growth and the positivity that can come from this as well. You know, mm -hmm. people are people are protesting, people are angry, but that's not necessarily a negative thing. You guys, this could be a lot. People are talking about this. This is a movement. We want to keep this going. We don't want it just to be, yes, it was on the news cycle for a while and now it's old news and we're going to the next thing. Mm -hmm. I think the critical thing is that I keep hearing from people is like taking action, keeping the conversations going with this. And I think that's key right there for sure. Yeah. I mean, we've, you know, we've alluded on this podcast prior um in prior times how um how impactful the human race can be when we are challenged um you know we've obviously faced a lot of challenges throughout 2020 um up to this point um and and with we had talked about COVID-19 and when our backs are up against the wall there is sometimes that is when um action is sort of spurred and you're right there's an opportunity for a lot of growth 
um, you know, from what happened. Uh, Omar, what are your thoughts? It's just very interesting when you're talking about what we went through in 2020. And there is an interesting theme in my mind when I think about COVID-19 and um, the killing of George Floyd. Um, both made people have difficulty breathing, you know, and um, um, it's really both have uncovered um, the disparity and lack of understanding that we have in our society. And it has opened opportunities for us to learn more about each other, about ourselves, about our biases, about what really makes us one nation and what can separate us and, you know, help us hopefully um, um, find a way forward. Um, so it, it, there's always going to be a silver lining in mm -hmm. whatever we go through. Mm -hmm. Well put, Omar. Uh, yeah, very well put. Why, very what well about put. you? Tell us your thoughts on this. Um, it's, it's redundant, but sad. It's definitely my first first response is, is very hurt, very saddened, um, disappointed also. Uh, there is a theme with, you know, what happened to George Floyd that has been a reoccurring instance um, in our country for quite some time. Um, and I think that this is, although, you know, this is something that happened recently, um, in some ways it sort of felt like this was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back. This is something that our nation has been dealing with for several hundred years. This is nothing new which is one of the most disappointing parts about the whole thing um, is we have been facing this for so long as a nation. Mm. And although I am feeling hopeful from some of the reaction I've seen pouring out all across, not even just our country, but the world um, in support of um, black lives has been uh, very moving, especially as a person of color myself. It's been really um, refreshing to see people that do not look like myself speaking up um, and also having a visceral response to what happened. And that visceral response is what's needed. Um, that's what's appropriate. Um, I do see a lot of possibilities for growth that we are stepping towards. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, yeah, I've, I've been a mixture of emotions. It's, it's been everything from very sad to very hopeful to frustrated. Um, and I know that I'm not the only one that shares those sentiments. I know that everyone is feeling the variety of emotion. Right. Um, and I think that's okay sure. right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I just want to say something that really, you know, struck me one, you know, while listening to you, Dwight, uh, you said, you know, redundant. Well, redundant is okay now, because I think we need to suspend our bias and to allow each one of us to talk and yeah. allow ourselves to listen. So that, that's okay to actually have redundancy because that enforces inform enforces you know the 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 collective experience of 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 a lot of us and enforces mm -hmm. you know that we need to listen mm -hmm. so if you feel like you're repeating what you've said before or you're repeating what somebody else has you know said or feels that's okay mm -hmm. and i think you also mentioned something really important having a lot of different emotions and I think that's what I'm actually trying to work through with my patients and everybody I'm talking to about this. Yes, we will have a lot of different emotions and it's very difficult to, you know, singularly identify one or two and that it's okay to have all of them mm -hmm. at once or at different times. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Kim? 
No, I think you're right. And, and it's funny because I just said that to someone earlier. I said it's okay to have those emotions, acknowledge them and 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 try and reflect on them because it's not going to be so easy to identify what emotion is what in the moment. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, these are very deep, very layered um, emotions and thoughts that's happening right now to everyone, to most people. I can't speak for everyone. I like to believe that some are impacted. Some may not be by what's happening in the in the world right now. But what is happening when we feel it for ourselves, you know, or, or we recognize and we empathize with others, it's important to to feel it to feel mm -hmm. and try and figure mm -hmm. out what it is and not have this knee jerk reaction to what's happening. No, I appreciate the words from both, both you, Omar and Kim. Um, the thing that we have all four already mentioned is listening. Mm -hmm. And that is where in my judgment, um, where the growth that we are talking about and the possibility for change and bridging the gap that is um, as we're, while we're recognizing our emotions and being realistic, it's also important to be um, to recognize that there is a gap in a lot of ways um, in our nation. Mm -hmm. um, and that gap really is the first step to bridging it is having dialogue like we're having right yep. now, mm -hmm. um, listening to people that, you know, Kim, you said maybe people that um, you don't want to speak for people that aren't impacted by, um, maybe some of the situations listening to those who have been impacted is really where um, where we start to see a change. And I think that we have done a solid job of doing that um, mm -hmm. as of late. Um, that dialogue is just so important. Mm -hmm. yes. So what else, guys? So dialogue. Yes. What else can we do to continue to bridge this gap, this divide? Hmm. Well, I, I think when you hear divide, the first thing that sort of comes to mind is, you know, that implies that there's two sides. And okay. I think that right now there has been, um, you know, a, a large part of the conversation right now has been um, supporting black lives mm -hmm. while also um, supporting our first responders who, you know, do try to try so often to do their job um, and protect and serve. Mm -hmm. And in some sense, it does feel as if, you know, when you're supporting one side, quote unquote, in this, that you are, um, stepping on the other side. And that is just not, that is just not the case. Um, you can be supportive of two things at once. Um, I'm certainly saying that as a person of color, mm -hmm. I know that, um, I know how mad I am and how angry I am. And I also recognize how deep and layered the distrust is at times between people of color and first responders. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I also recognize is that there's work to be done on both sides to bridge the gap that lies. And I just think that this, this dialogue that we're having is, is important because you can recognize someone else's perspective mm -hmm. um, while also understanding that they are not just defending a side to step on another side. Both things can be true at the same time. I agree. I agree. And I mean, I think it just, um, you remind me of um, something that judge who uh, presided over uh, the ceremony of um, um, uh, my uh, citizenship um, um, a couple years ago. And he said something that really stayed with me. He said that 
we always refer to America as a melting pot. Mm-hmm. And he said, in his view, that was wrong because a melting pot means everybody is the same, you know, and everybody has the same color, the same texture, the same mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. And he said that, you know, we are actually like a stew where we each have our own story, background, mm-hmm. texture, color, flavor, mm-hmm. and that the collective of all of us is what makes America, Mm -hmm. you know, the country that we all have dreamt of before coming here and have lived in since coming here. And I think there is a, something that I think it's, 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 it has been talked about in the past, you know, decade or so about, well, we need to be a, a colorless, you know, or colorblind society. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just really the wrong way mm-hmm. to do. We should actually be very well aware of our differences mm-hmm. and celebrate mm-hmm. them and nurture mm-hmm. them. I agree. And learn from them because we're not the same. Right. You know, nope. look at us. I mean, the four of us, you know, mm-hmm. um, we each have uh, her and his own background, life mm-hmm. experience, a set of values, uh, a set of, of, of dreams, but we're still sitting around this table, virtual table, and, mm-hmm. and recording this podcast about such a, an intricate and delicate topic. But I, and I, I, each one of us is bringing her mm-hmm. and his own perspective, and it doesn't have to be all the same perspective. Yes. And I think that's yeah. where what we need to, you know, kind of help move the conversation that, Yes, we are different and it's okay to be different, but we need, and we can be different together. Yes, yes. We don't have to be either all the same or different and separate, Mm -hmm. you know? And being different and separate does not mean that we're not equal and that we're getting not just equality, but equitability in access to care, in Mm -hmm. access to legal, you know, help, to finances, to a lot of things that, you know, I mean, the protesters, they're not just protesting about that. They're protesting about so many other things. These are like what Dwight said. It's just the the last straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot. That's of interesting things. because I don't think it's a last straw. I think it's been very systemic. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, good point. It's, it's been very systemic. You're right. And yeah. that has contributed to discrimination. That has allowed it to stay alive in this country for so long and that pushes that divide that makes it very difficult for us to close that gap and to appreciate one another's values and beliefs and differences and cultures and you know instead like say for example when someone starts um or or calls into a a place of business and they have a different accent and the Mm -hmm. person can't understand them then you know it's, it's that type of systemic discrimination sure. where yeah. they're like, well, why don't they just, you know, learn the language, you mm-hmm. know, we have mm-hmm. to learn the language. They're, they're yeah. not from here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, we benefit from embracing their differences mm-hmm. and learning about them and not insisting that people know who we are and, mm-hmm. and melting in that pot. Any mm-hmm. longer. And I think that was part of what that judge was saying, you know, it's about the differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think no, I couldn't have put it any better. I think mm-hmm. it's so important too, because often where do we learn our biases? Where do we learn our prejudices? Often mm-hmm. 
Mm. It's we're taught it. You're shown it, right? Our families, you know, society, we see it inadvertently all over through the media, right? And I think it's so critical that if a person can recognize, even in the culture of their family, if it was a bias towards black people, towards Jewish people, but to jump away from that and to try to see from a broader picture, to educate yourself, to purposely go and learn more about different cultures, right. to understand, to keep, to, to seek the understanding, to educate yourself and not continue mm-hmm. just to kind of fall under the guise of this, the bias and the stereotypes. Feel very mm-hmm. right about that for sure. Right. Absolutely. I think that alludes to Omar's point of we ne- we don't need to be colorblind. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so important for us to, to recognize our differences um Mm -hmm. you know otherwise we're being naive um kim you said something that i'd like to touch on when you brought up um, the protesting and this is so you know the conversation is is so much bigger than obviously we have the time for here today Um, but we can certainly share our perspective and share you know our insight and when you bring up the systematic um, racism that is very real in this nation Mm -hmm. um you're right that is this the protesting may you know it has picked up in a result of what happened in Minnesota to George Floyd. Mm. But this is something that has been building throughout um, people of color for, for several years. And they are protesting that when we talk about the protests, I would like us, I would like to get your perspective on, um, on that topic. You know, a lot of what I have heard um, in regards to the protesting and and the quote unquote rioting, um, you know, has been so negative. um, And there's certainly been some, some forms of protesting that have been destructive in some ways from a physical standpoint, perhaps. However, the first thing that I take away when I am watching people marching in the streets and even people rioting is that I like to understand why someone is doing what they're doing. Um, not necessarily re- the result of what they're doing, but when you, when you have the compassion and you are recognizing why someone is acting the way they are, um, I, I think it sort of gives you a, a new perspective. I think um, people are at times, you know, not able to harness their anger that they feel from what happened and, and it results in rioting. And um, that is coming from a place of hurt. It's coming from a place of pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming from a place of frustration and feeling like no one is listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is some, I, I think that is the way for some folks to be heard. Um, mm-hmm. That's just so, something that I have sort of been pondering. And I'm just interested to see and hear um, what you guys have to say yeah i think it comes from a place some it can come from a place of oppression as well mm-hmm. um you know it's interesting because when we were talking about all the different prejudices and biases you know that people have i you know i was thinking i said well that's kind of interesting because a lot of times it's not so explicit you know it's it's not mm-hmm. so on the surface and mm-hmm. Um, even when people like say, for example, with these, uh, with the protests, when people are talking to me, you know, I have friends and family, they'll call and say, Hey, have you seen the riots? And I'm like, the riots or the protests? Like, mm-hmm. like what exactly are you referencing? And I feel myself getting upset and frustrated because they're referencing it as riots versus seeing the need and the necessity to protest. And I believe that if we begin to recognize those smaller things, 
not even smaller things, the bigger things, the level of having to protest and understand what's coming from that, the anger, the frustration, the oppression, the, you know, feeling like we don't have a voice and mm-hmm. have not had a voice and the, 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 the murders and the, you know, the hurt and the pain and everything that goes along with that, that has been so systemic. I think at that point we can stop and recognize that these actions of others Mm -hmm. um, are are guiding us to question it. So like you said earlier, ask those questions and not simply make these presumptions and assumptions that it is a Mm -hmm. riot and is being done to simply be violent or take advantage of of businesses and wreck them. And, you know, there's so much more that's Mm -hmm. up underneath that. Right. I I could not agree more. And I think I just want to dovetail to what uh, Nikki said, you know, it's like, we're not born racist or prejudiced. We get taught. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, you know, such a tragic event can present a an amazing opportunity of intense understanding and education mm-hmm. you know because we all do in the end we all do need each other oh, sure. you know um, um as black white native americans um of all the races and the ethnicities and uh, the religions uh, the the socioeconomic backgrounds uh, the, the sexual orientations all the things that separate us and makes us unique as human beings. Mm-hmm. We need all of that to move forward because I think, you know, um, um, if we can use the pain and the anger and the angst that this has generated and re-triggered mm-hmm. to actually educate and create, you know, allies, mm-hmm. you know, it's, that's going to advance um, 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 the, the, the cause of, of the, the healing, you know, and something that Dwight mentioned earlier is that um, um, the composition of the protests is different than what they yeah. were, you know, um, um, after the Rodney King, um, you know, um, um, a murder in, um, in the 80s. Uh, yeah. they're, they're different than what they were in, in, in Selma. You know, so I think, um, yes, it is painful to have to go through this, but I also think that we are moving forward. It's mm-hmm. not just, you know, black people or brown people protesting. You have people from all ages, all backgrounds, all colors of their skins protesting hand in hand, because in the end, I think racism affects all of us. Oh, for sure it does. It does affect all of us. Mm -hmm. And when you are discriminated against, in the end, it's going to affect me too. You know, we all do actually benefit when we address racism. Oh, for sure. And and that's one of the things that, you know, when we talk about our differences, Mm -hmm. um, 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 talking about that, is going to actually help us move forward. And you said something really, you know, stuck in my mind, um, um, Dwight. It's like uh, agreeing with the, with both sides does not make you, you know, um, a, a hypocrite or right. not belonging to both sides. I mean, mm-hmm. it just you can agree with both, yeah. you know, yeah. sides and actually be the bridge that they might need to, you know, to to, to have this conversation. Yes, yeah. Indeed. yeah, so I, I, I do believe that sometimes, you know, when there are biases and prejudices that exist that, you know, that's an opportunity to address that and, and, and to ask those questions. You know, 
I consider myself very confrontational in a healthy way. So sure. when, when people are doing something that I'm uncomfortable with, or if I recognize it, I will say something. I'll be like, Oh, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. or is that an issue? Mm -hmm. You know, or is there something you want to do about it? You know, because mm -hmm. sometimes people want to sit with that and they're okay with being who they are and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you, but at the same time, if that's something that they want to change, Mm -hmm. I'm open to having that dialogue with them and 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 trying to help them change by answering any questions I can about who I am or who they are. And I agree with uh, you, Kim, for sure, of like speaking up. I, I think one of the things I try to impart mm -hmm. to my my children is if you see something, speak up. If you're seeing someone being racist or saying something just say. really offensive or say, say something, talk, speak up. Talk back yeah. against that. Don't yeah. just let it slide. You're you're contributing by not saying it, even though I know you don't agree with it, but you need to speak up and say something about that. And I think that's truly how we we continue to help move society forward when we're each speaking up and, yeah. and slamming it back down when we see it. And, and sure. doing it in a healthy and a safe way, though, because yeah. people True. doing it where they're putting themselves in danger or hurt or anything. Staying in a safe, healthy setting absolutely is something that can be addressed and, and mm -hmm. hopefully communicated in a healthy way and, and open up that bridge to dialoguing. For sure. And Kim, I, I commend you for providing that safe space for people to have that dialogue mm -hmm. with you to, to recognize mm -hmm. the things that they'd like to change because that's easier said than done. Oh, for sure. Um, it, 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 you, 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 you providing someone the, the space to evolve um, and talk through, you know, their thought processes, that's very important. Um, so I, I commend you for providing that, that space. You know, it's not even, it's not, it's not always done in therapy. Like this is something sure. to do out and about as well. Yeah, right. There's something that I see that's not right and not okay. I do like check my setting. I do check my environment before right. I you know, do speak up or how I'm going to speak up. I still speak up, but how I speak up is what's important. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be loud and angry. You know, that I am very, you know, straightforward about what I see. Mm -hmm. Dwight, may I jump in? And I think I understand you've had some interesting conversations that I think would be really cool for you to share. I, I wanted to sure. give you the moment to tell us a little bit about some of the conversations you've been having. Yeah. Um, the, this dialogue piece really is uh, um, somewhere where I think everyone can start. I think when you look at this, this big picture, um, this issue that is so massive, um, it's hard to sort of maybe navigate, well, where do I lie in the solution? Um, and it all starts with dialogue. So, I have spent a lot of time trying to have some introspection and look at what types of conversations can I have um, that will be impactful. Um, and that also might be people might be with, you know, individuals that um, have a different perspective than I do. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually taking the time to speak with um, some law enforcement officials um, about this, um, this issue um, throughout the years. Um, and, and when I, when I have, one of the um, my biggest takeaway is that people want people when they're sitting down with you to talk to to listen. It's hard to sort of leave your 
biases at the door um, and truly get yourself into a space to not, not be defensive. Um, it, you know, it's, it's really harder to do um, than, than one might think. But, um, you know, when I'm talking with, you know, law enforcement officials is a, is a great example because that's a conversation that's been important to me um, as a young man of color. Um, I, I have witnessed firsthand the distrust at times that lies within the black community um, and police, but that's not, doesn't get fixed overnight. And it also doesn't get fixed without conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have found that sharing, being candid about what, why our fears are what they are when we see law enforcement officials at times, hearing from law enforcement officials, why they're, what their anxieties are and what their fear comes from. Um, I just think that there's so much room for um, sharing perspective Mm-hmm. And until you are forced to listen and understand someone else's perspective, it's, you know, you can't be expected to um, understand where one is coming from as we all have different backgrounds. Every, all four of us, we've, mm-hmm. as we've alluded to, we are, we are all four just so different with so significantly different backgrounds. Um, and how else are we going to learn about those backgrounds other than, mm-hmm. other than having a, having a dialogue? Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. These conversations um, bring up, I think, a lot of different feelings, and some of them are uncomfortable. These are these are difficult conversations. Um, you know, Omar, can you give us any insight into some of the uh, emotions and some of the feelings that um, you recognize when we're having these types of discussions? Absolutely. I mean, we talked about anger, sadness, heart, uh, being misunderstood. And I think also uh, there is the insecurities that fuel a lot of this, including racism and supremacy. Mm-hmm. You know, we generally try to act as better than somebody else when we are insecure about ourselves. When we are confident uh, about who we are, what we do, we don't need to actually show uh, supremacy or um, um, a prejudice toward others. Um, and I think to have, to, to have that part of the conversation, um, 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 it's gonna be uh, very um, uh, helpful um, because I think then, you know, like similar to what you were talking about, Dwight, um, you know, approaching law enforcement and, and police officers, um, they might have their own insecurities and that's why they might act the way that they do act. And I'm not talking about excusing the, you know, the heinous acts that anyone does, but understanding that will build the bridge and understanding the insecurities mm-hmm. and the fears that underlie all of that can actually be a key to help us build the, 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 the bridge on feeling secure. Mm-hmm. And feeling secure actually require, you know, me feeling safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it goes both ways. Omar, well put. Very can say better than myself. Thank you. Very poignant what you just shared. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank everyone for this just wonderful, amazing Absolutely. conversation. It's so important. The discussions of these topics are so crucial to continue to move us forward on these types of issues. I agree. I, I just want to echo um, that. Thank you, you know, for joining and having this, we'll, we'll call it like it is. This is a difficult conversation. It's a conversation that brings up a lot of emotion. Um, and and it's it's clear that you know, there's a lot I know from a personal standpoint that 
I will continue to do to try to be a part of the solution. And it's very clear that everyone on in this discussion wants to be part of the solution. Um, and we're taking it one step at a time. So I really, I very much appreciate you guys joining. Thank you. Thank you guys. This has been a wonderful podcast. Take care. Thank you. On behalf of the Life Stance team, we are unified to fight for those impacted by racial inequality. We stand with Black Lives Matter. We will continue to do our part to support those impacted by injustice, and we sincerely thank you for listening.